presents a tiki the hunter it's a journey as a tiki and his magical dust can transform anyone into any animal in the forest a tiki is the first african-american action hero and he wants you and your child to join him on his adventure this book is beautifully illustrated and gets children excited about reading visit www.abellapublishing.com to get a copy for your child today and be a part of this wonderful world of a tiki www.abellapublishing.com is where you can order today. Do you want to know what men are really thinking? Do you want to know why you are not married yet? Well, come join us and have a sit down as we have a candid conversation with an all-male panel 
featuring authors Perry Bam, Derek Jackson, and Troy Spree on topics such as love, relationships, dating, sending the wrong signals. What are we really communicating to men? Answers to preparing for marriage and more. So we can get the truth and nothing but the truth. So help us all, ladies, directly from a male's perspective. So go, register at melissamagazine.com. That's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-M-A-G-A-Z-I-N-E.com. Registration is only $25. Hope to see you there.
thank you so much for joining us today for This Needs to Be Said. We're going to go ahead and welcome Mr. Donald Ray Mills to the This Needs to Be Said family. He's been on the show as a guest before, and it's been a while ago. So for those of you who may not remember, we're going to get you up to speed and see what he's been up to and see what he can offer us now. All right, so at this time I'm welcoming Mr. Donald Mills to the show. How are you? Catherine, I'm doing well. Thank you very much for inviting me to join the show. I'm looking forward to it because I have my own questions. i got to make sure I get my list out, too, so I don't miss anything. But I know we're bringing life challenges um, to This Needs to Be Said through you because that's one of your signature talks Mm -hmm. that you give, workshops Mm -hmm. that you do, and you Mm -hmm. have a supportive group behind you. But before we get into, you know, what you do, I want you to talk to the This Needs to Be Said audience about who you are, and then we'll lead up to, you know, your passion behind helping people and what's that been like for you over the past 40 years. And I will share some about me because I know you're bringing with you your supporters who have no idea who I am. So we're going to marry those two things up before we get into life challenges. Is that all right? That's just fine. But let's talk about the thought process a little bit. I, I'm i with the belief that none of us are born with the ability to fail. I believe that we're the product of our choices, and I believe that with more information we can make different choices. I believe that as life challengers we can be a bridges among each other. We can inspire. We can encourage. Uh, we can inform and we can motivate. Having said all of that, I was born in a very deprived environment. Uh, you know, my, my parents uh, did not raise me. I was raised by my grandparents. <clears throat> and as I sit on my stoop for many, many years, I wondered why life dealt some of us uh, a different hand than it dealt others of us. I thought about the cars, and I thought about success, and I thought about how people got into trouble and how they redefined the environment, got out of trouble, and made something of themselves. And what I realized, what I realized over the many, many years was it was more about how people uh, uh, pictured themselves in the situation that they discovered themselves. It Mm -hmm. had everything to do with, with faith and the belief that that they can do something different than what they've been doing that will result in them, them having a, a different outcome. It, it it resulted in my believing that as a result of developing alliances with others, who I call life challengers. And the life a life challenger is a person who is not accepting the status quo. You know, they're challenging. They're all aware that there's an elephant in the room somewhere. They want to find that elephant. They want to find out why that elephant is there, and they want to transform the elephant into something positive that's going to help them, or they want to remove the elephant, or they want to manage it effectively so it doesn't interfere with the ability to be successful. So there's just a lot to it than just uh, waking up every morning, going through the course of day, and ending it in the darkness of night. Uh In terms of myself, I'm a a licensed professional counselor, state of North Carolina, uh, since 1999. Uh, I retired from Arab Mental Health after 25 years of service. Uh, I own my own business, Collective Momentum Counseling Services. In that capacity, I provide individual and family psychotherapy. For the most part, I provide counseling. Counseling is understanding what interferes with your ability to achieve your develop and achieve day-to-day goals. 
And when we think about therapy, we think about something that's much, much more long-term that manages symptoms of depression or symptoms of anxiety or something that's a little bit more severe. Most mm-hmm. of us, when we have life challenges, it's something that we can improve upon. It's just a matter of putting it, it in its proper perspective and um, and developing behaviors around it that we're not going to allow it to interfere with what we're trying to do very negatively. Do you find that you run into a lot of stigmas when people, because you said something that I, I haven't heard it presented that way before when we talk about counseling or therapy or some way to get me unstuck. Um, have you run into people having a stigma about going and admitting that, hey, there's something that's holding me back, or there may be something, maybe the word they would use would be there's something wrong with me until they learn, you know, better words to use. Have you found that there's a stigma that causes people to remain stuck and not getting the help that you offer? Well, I mean, with someone who is diagnosed with a chronic mental illness, uh, this is a diagnosis where there is not an intervention that's going to provide a cure for that particular diagnosis, whether we're talking about some type of psychotic disorders, whether it's schizophrenia, whether it's a, a major depression, whether it's a bipolar disorder, all of those are in the category of a chronic mental illnesses. And they're very, very difficult. It's very difficult to manage the symptoms, and sometimes the medication that is used uh, is, is oftentimes uh, much more difficult than actual symptoms. Uh, the the individuals that that I provide services to more often than not are those uh, uh, individuals that have gone through the loss of a job or uh, a failure in a relationship or a, a marriage uh, 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 marriage complications or they're having mm-hmm. child parenting issues. Uh, you know, all of those are, are normal growth life challenges that all of us go through. Uh, all of for all of those, there is uh, an intervention that allows one to maturate through the process, meaning that they recover from it and they they go on about their their daily activities. And you know they may or may not do rather well depending on the choices that they make. And I, I like to think of those type of interventions more so than the interventions for the uh, chronic mental illness that do require medication and long-term medication in conjunction with counseling and some case management. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, we got a little bit about you, and before we jump into the life challenges, I'm going to share a bit about me before we take a small break and get right into the part I want to jump right into. You know, we have to do the formal stuff and introduce ourselves. Me, right. Catherine Waddell, I am the host of This Needs to Be Said. This show in May will be six years old. Uh, Don, you joined us in the beginning of the show when I had no clue what I'm doing. I know a little bit more now, not too much, okay. but you joined me <laughs> in the infancy of this needs to be said. And the the story behind this um, show, it started out as a personal blog of my own and just kind of writing down what I thought needed to be addressed. And we call those elephants in the room, not a concept I came up with, but one I definitely embraced. And elephants in the room are things that make people uncomfortable to talk about openly, which also hinders hinders them from finding their own truth. They just kind of sweep it under the rug or, you know, stuff it behind something. 
and I'm saying, you know, mentally, um, they're stuffing it behind something, packing it down, hiding it away, and not dealing with it because they're afraid of what others may think, and they're not able to live free. Again, they're not able to find their truth. So with this show, whatever we talk about, whether it's religion, relationships, politics, um, parenting, sex, whatever touches your life, we talk about those things, and the goal is for you to be able to walk away with a new perspective. We don't necessarily want you to think our way. That's not the goal here. The goal is to introduce some new ideas because you can't think of something new if you don't know something new to think about, something to try, something to um, just test drive in your life and see, <clears throat> excuse me, if that's what's going to work best for you. I, I use an example whenever people ask me about the show. I said, well, if you grew up a particular religious background, you know, practicing that way at your house, whether it's Christian or Muslim or Buddhism, you did it more than likely because your parents or your grandparents taught you that way, and you never really questioned it. That's just what the family does. And if ever you thought about changing from whatever religion you're practicing to something that the family, you know, doesn't practice, you feel like you may get shunned, and you might even get shunned. You may get um pushed away or they may disown you for a period of time or you just, you're afraid to have that experience or if you're a Democrat and you decide to vote Republican, you know, you, you don't want to tell anybody that it's a secret. And all of these things are personal matters, but we talk mm-hmm. about them. And what happens is you're not like me, so I don't want you to hang around me. And people, they want to conform because they want to be accepted. I don't want you to not want me around, so I'm going to do it your way. I'll do what you like. I'll I'll be like this group so I have a place to belong. And we all want to belong somewhere, and we all want to be loved, and we all want to give love. However, in the midst of all of that, we are not finding ourselves. We're just going with the mob. So with this show, introducing the new ideas to people, leaving an open-ended conversation for them to be able to come up with their own um, solutions to everyday situations. I don't want to call them struggles. But everything, yeah. everyday things that they would face. Um, just giving them a new perspective on how to address it. And through this, it's helped me a whole lot um, with the show because there's a lot of ideas that are brought to me like to be like um, through people like you because right. there are things I don't know to think, you know. So when I get the opportunity to add a new commentator to the team or interview someone, there are more thought process, processes that are being, in, you know, introduced to me. And I treat it like this. I take what I can use and I put to the side what I can't. At some time it may come up later, but that's what this show is about. It's about introducing um, ideas and making us more comfortable with talking about things because we don't talk about finances without blushing, especially if we think that all black people have bad credit scores, you know, just stereotyping things like that. Um, Opening people's minds up to remove stereotypes, just Mm -hmm. the human experience, and how do you have your best human experience. It's about the individual. So that's what I'm here, and my degree is in education, and soon it'll be English and creative writing. I have two more semesters for that, but I'm all about education, all about learning and being taught. So that's what this show is. It's the virtual classroom. So you're like an instructor here, <laughs> and I know that's not too far out of what you do anyway. Okay. okay. So what we're going to do back here on, yeah. Oh, come on, come on, then we'll take a break. Piggyback on what you're saying, in that mm-hmm. uh, we are team players. The life challengers actually comment on the information that I provide just to give their perspectives. And they do it in a mm-hmm. way that's motivational, inspirational, mm-hmm. uh, informative, and uh, in, in, in 
enlightening, and it's very, very helpful. Uh, I may put out an idea, and then we get several different perspectives. It's not a right or wrong answer. It's just what we think. And as you said, of what we think, we may we may trigger someone to, to experience that aha effect and realize mm-hmm. that there's something that it was stimulated by something we said that they can now do to manage the situation more effectively. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we're so going to get excited. all into, I'm excited too. We're going to get all into what Life Challenges is about because I also have a question about how do I get a Life Challenger number? So let's take a break and we'll be right back. Okay. Do you know anyone who has lost all their hair due to a medical condition, including hormone imbalance, menopause, or aging? We sell a range of beauty products with the focus on eyes, eyebrows, and hair loss. We also help people who have undergone chemotherapy. We can create new eyebrows within minutes and help you get your own beautiful head of hair back within weeks. Guaranteed results within four to six weeks. Visit V as in Victor, Z as in Zebra, hairandglamour.com. Pleasant Pumps are the world's first comfortable, blister-proof high heels, making beauty no longer painful. Visit PleasantPumps.com. Pleasant Pumps, soft heels for strong women. You have goals and dreams. Did you ever think that your job could be holding you back? After you work your 40-plus hours a week and pay your bills, what do you have left? When was the last time you were able to get away? GoodNewsTravels.Paycation.com is your ticket to paradise. Start living the life you've always wanted where you no longer have to worry about the corporation's goals and bottom line. GoodNewsTravels.Paycation.com will show you how simple it is to have ownership in the largest industry in the world. There are no limits to your earnings, and you're the one reaping the benefits of your hard work, not your boss. Start living your life, and GoodNewsTravels.Paycation.com will help you achieve your goals. As a small business owner, can you say you've done all you can do to protect your customers' data? Small business does not mean small data. If large companies can be hacked, small businesses are especially vulnerable. Blind luck is no substitute for proper cybersecurity. Let the professionals at Archangel Network Security protect your network and bring you into compliance with complex government regulations. Go to archangelnetsecurity.com today.
Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. We're on with Mr. Don Mills, and we're going to get into life challenges, which will be the segment that he brings. It's a signature product of his, and he's going to tell us what it is and how we get involved in it and how we get a life challenger number and all that stuff. So, Don, tell us how you came about life challenges. I know you work with many people, but how did that come up? Because that seems to be something that people really flock to you um, to participate in. You know, what I realized, Catherine, is that we are more alike than we are different. All of us are confronted with what I have labeled to be life challenges, life challenges. Those are the things in our lives that interfere with our ability to succeed in any one of our life domains. It could be financial. It could be residential. It could be social relationships. There could be something specific to one's religious beliefs. It could be the family it could be vocational, educational, uh, all of it falls within a life domain. And what we do is realize a goal that we set in each of the life domains, and we try to accomplish that goal. But what happens quite often is that we're challenged, and that challenge in and of itself can be distracting. Now, let me give you an example of uh, of how the life challenge works. And at this particular point, I have about 35 of them listed on my Facebook page. Uh, to become a life challenge, it only requires that you comment because what I've done, I've solicited, I've enlisted all of my friends' assistance in sharing what they think about the life challenge. And the readers, they're able to gain more than one perspective. Of course, I could go out and say, well, I think this and I think that and I think the other thing. But just like what you said about your show, Catherine, it's not all about you. It's about us and it's about our coming together as a team and saying something that's encouraging, that's inspiring, that's enlightening, that's motivational. And all of us do that through our comment. Let me give you an example. On Life Challenge 32 that I that I wrote a, a week ago, it's as follows. I, I took it from a poem written by Maya Angelou, and, mm-hmm. and, and I quote, Courage allows the very successful woman to fail and to learn powerful lessons from the failure so that in the end she didn't fail at all. And my commentary was, I believe that her poem, her poem could have applied to all of us, men, women, and children. I do believe that we can do anything. I believe that we learn from our experiences and that failure is only failure when you've given up. And then I ended it with the with the comment, what do you think? What do you think? And just to mm-hmm. share with you some insight uh, in becoming a life challenger, you actually share what you think about that particular poem. How did it apply to you? How did it motivate you? How did it inspire you? And by doing so, you also you will also have that domino effect where others that will read it will be inspired and motivated. And I get real excited about it. Let me go on to another one. On this week, um, Life Challenge number 33, uh, I, you know, I, I was thinking about what we would do. And I said to myself, is it necessary for us to challenge ourselves every day for the rest of our lives? Because that, that is, in fact, what we do. We challenge ourselves every day. We get up, we have goals that we set for the day, and we challenge ourselves to achieve those goals. And my question is, when have we achieved or accomplished enough? 
I remember I wanted a house. Well, I got one house. Then I decided I wanted another house. And then, by God, by the end of the day, I wanted a bigger house than the two houses that I had purchased before. Is that acceptable? Mm-hmm. I say that living is hard. It is dying that that is easy. I mean, you just flop over and die. I mean, but living every day, you have to come up with something that drives you. Hey, hello. You know, most of us commit in an ever-changing society to improve upon what we have, to live a fuller and more satisfying life, not only for us, but for our families and friends, our communities, and the world in general. We are not living just for us, but we are the products of the generation before us and left with a sense of obligation to make life better for the generation that follows us. My grandmother said that if it is God's will, so be it. I mean, she meant something by it, and I guess I got the message. What do you say, life challengers and friends? What do you think? Come forward, share your thoughts, inspire, encourage, motivate, and enlighten us through your comments. And this is the expectation as you read the life challenges on my Facebook page that's listed under Donald Ray Mills. If you're not already a friend, become a friend. Join in weekly and share your thoughts on the show that uh, uh, I plan to join Catherine on each Wednesday at 2 o'clock to go over a life challenge. And I entertain your questions. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear what you're thinking. And the only thing I'm going to do is tell you what I think, and I'm sure that others will chime in to also share what they what they think. There's not a right, there's not a wrong answer. The only thing we're trying to do is get you more information. Absolutely. Now, on your page, I noticed that people did. I thought, and I may have seen this wrong, but I think I saw somebody listed as life challenger number, and there was a number behind it. Like that was their assigned number. That's what I felt like. Exactly. Is that correct? And that is correct. What happens is that if you're a first-time responder, if this is the first time you've made a comment, then your number would be the next number. So at this particular point, uh, I may have about. 30 or 40 life challengers, and if a new person decided to share their thought or opinion, they will become number 41. And part of that commitment, part of that obligation is that they are intently, they are intently trying to say something that's encouraging, that's motivational, that's inspiring. I mean, because that's what the site is about. I mean, as much as we like to be critical, this site is about focusing on the positive, trying to trying to find that that level where where we all can agree and we can encourage people to to take it to the next level. I mean, we mm-hmm. want to become the next rung in the ladder. That's what this site is about. Okay. Okay. Well, I have to um, get on there and comment so that I can get me a life challenger number because I didn't know that's what that was. That's what that is. And, um, I, I understand it now. So you've shown people how to connect with you outside of this needs to be said. And when you say life challenges, it may seem um, like a simple enough question, but what are some examples of life challenges that you have um, helped people work through with your site? Uh, more often than not, it, 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 it's, a, uh, it's an abstract as opposed to getting into something very specific, I try to focus okay. on whether or not somebody believes or they don't believe, whether or not they have positive self-esteem or questionable self-esteem, whether or not they're motivated, whether or not they have faith, whether or not they have they they have they have abstract 
you know, they're, they're tenacious, meaning that they're willing to hang in there. Whether or not they, they have fortitude or they can they can deal with adversity over the extended period of time, whether or not they, uh, they, they understand the benefit of encouragement through others who build bridges for them to cross over to achieve some of the goals that they've set for themselves. So what I what I'm trying to do is to help de- develop that springboard, to help develop that foundation, because we have to be energized. I mean, we have to experience a sense of of force. I mean, we have to be very positive. We have to understand what it means to persevere in in the face uh-huh. of adversity. We have to understand what failure is about, or or whether or not we even embrace. Uh, uh, that term. We have to understand what it is to be responsible and to be uh, accountable, uh, to understand Uh the nature of making decisions, understand the nature Uh of friendships and relationships, and understand what we do and what we say, how that impacts everything. So as opposed to it being specific to one life domain, it's much more general and it impacts your total lifestyle. But if somebody wants to bring a question about something specifically that they're working on, on then I'm I'm more than available to uh, share what I think about what they could continue to do to improve the likelihood that they'd be successful. Mhm. Well, that sounds good. I'm looking forward to what we're going to do each week. Now, I wonder, are you? How, I wonder how you come up with your topics. Is it something that you have like a, a predetermined syllabus? Or do people come to you and say, "Hey, Don, this is what you know is on my mind," and then you address it? How do you come up with the topic? It, it's more representative of what I go through during the week, because all okay. of us have challenges. Sometimes it's related to family. Sometimes it's related to other things that we do in our lives. I mean, mm-hmm. this week in particular, you know, I, I you know I share with you over lunch that I felt like I had accomplished most things in life, but there's mm-hmm. still that drive to do more. So, and I'm just mm-hmm. saying. I mean, what is the drive about? What are you trying to do? What is it that is left? What do you need to do now? And then my rationalization was uh, the only reason that I've been successful in my life is because the generation before me made sacrifices, people who looked like me and people who thought like I thought and people who felt like I needed to have a chance. They made sacrifices. And uh-huh. there's this sense of obligation, this sense of commitment that I need to make the sacrifice to put myself in a position to give something back, to give uh-huh. something back. So as opposed to me just being satisfied with what I've accomplished and what I've achieved, I need to get out there in the masses and try to do something to help others put put themselves in a position whereby they're able to give something back and give something back and give something back. And I may not be here for the next generation, but if I contribute now and if other people contribute now, then our next generation should have lesser challenges than what we've had in our generation. Mm-hmm. So it's all about it's all about the legacy of putting yourself in a position so that you can give something back. All right. Well, I like that. And then I can, you know, I like that. Huh? Mhm. I said I like well, that. Well, and the only way you can do it is to be successful yourself. Is to achieve. Is to make something happen. Is to put yourself in a position where you can make a positive contribution. And all of us, all of us are doing that. Some of us just don't know it, but all of us, in our own right, we're very successful. All right. Well, 
we're gonna this was the springboard to get us set up for what's gonna happen in the weeks to come. We've established who you are and what you um wanna offer the universe around us. So I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to yeah. see how, you know, this is gonna play out and where we're gonna go uh, moving forward. And for those who are not quite sure what we're doing with the television show because they're just tuning in. We are moving to television. We've been on television before, but we're moving back to television. And Mr. Mills will be joining us on the television show as well. So you get first hand, you get to experience him here on the radio show. And then when this needs to be said is on television, he's going to be with us there as well with right. the studio audience. So this whole process here, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about what it's going to do for the This Needs to Be Said family. For those that are just joining, welcome to the This Needs to Be Said family. Uh, I'm I'm really excited. I'm super excited yeah. to see where, what's going to happen here and how things are going to go. And just more people joining the vision and wanting to make a difference with your own gifts. We're not doing the same thing, but we have the same vision to help other people to be their best selves. So I'm I'm just exactly. excited and grateful for you to be a part hey, of this. Can I make one comment? Set. Yes. Can I make one final comment? Yes. And that is each week uh, by Saturday I will have a new uh, life challenge. Please review it. And if you have questions that you would like for me to respond to on the radio show on the upcoming Wednesday, please leave your questions. If you'd like to email me or contact me, please do so so that I can uh, so that I can be prepared in answering your questions very specifically and very directly. And then chime in every Wednesday. It's a great show. Catherine has done an excellent job in pulling it together, and she has made a difference over the past several years. Oh, thank you for saying that. I know you believe in me because you've now joined. <laughs> you've joined us permanently, <laughs> so I love that. Yeah. Well, until next time, have a wonderful day, and thank you for introducing Life Challenges to the This Needs to Be Said family. Okay. All right, if you have not stopped by thisneedstobesaid.com, you want to do that right now and download the free phone app as well as join the text club. Now, Independent Artists, this Friday is First Friday Artist Showcase, so I want to have your music on air. I did get some submissions already, but I still have some room for some more, so I'd love to have them. So send me an email at letstalk at thisneedstobesaid.com, MP3 files. Yes, they need to be radio edited if you would like for them to be aired all month long. If you just want me to play it just that one time, you can send me a raw cut of your music. But for most of the artists, they've told me they would like for their music to be in rotation all month long because we're on Monday through Friday. You want to give me a clean cut of your music so that I can air it here. And what genre of music am I looking for? All genres of music because independent artists have so much to offer for me to categorize them. I feel like I would be leaving someone out. So I don't care if it's country, rock, R&B, hip-hop, neo-soul, jazz, reggae, whatever your style of music is, that's fine with us. We just want to be able to help you get some airtime for your hard work and your creativity, all right? We're getting ready for a daily dose of weird news in just a little while. And if you have any bankruptcy questions, I want you to make sure that you are prepared when Attorney Chris Golden joins us in just a little while, all right? There will never be a point in your time in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing. If you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment, that perfect timing, it's not going to happen. 
you know what you have to do? You have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation. that a lot of people become comfortable. They stop growing. They stop wanting anything. They, they become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like. Jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for, that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. When the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game? There are things that you think you'll never need to know, that you may only need to know one time in your life, but that could save your life because you had that knowledge. Unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered, you will never grow. What is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it? That you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you. It may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, you want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their jobs and they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard we will find inventions that we never ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. The question is what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day, workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong? You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, 
easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week. That the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a saying that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for to work day and night for, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep. If all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams, yes to your unfolding future, yes to your potential, as opposed to saying no. When you die, die on east. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me. You're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, guys, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. Life can be very stressful, and there's nothing wrong with admitting you need help navigating through life's tough waters. Epiphany Guidance Treatment and Counseling Services offers telephone counseling services. Epiphany Guidance Counseling and Treatment Services has an unconditional commitment to providing compassionate, highly skilled, innovative mental health and substance abuse services to children, adults, and families. Their mission is to provide mental health services for individuals who are in need of emotional, psychological, professional, and behavioral support. They offer affordable pricing and packages so you can get started right away. Call 678-615-1666 and learn how Epiphany Guidance Treatment and Counseling Services can help you. 678-615-1666 or email them info at egtcs.com. Epiphany Guidance Treatment and Counseling Services. Where is God is a simple read. It tackles difficult issues and digs into the issues of existence or non-existence of God in the world. This book is great for both people who believe in God and those who don't. Where is God will answer many of your questions and prompt new ones. Grab your copy of Where is God today at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and local bookstores. As a small business owner, can you say you've done all you can do to protect your customers' data? Small business does not mean small data. If large companies can be hacked, small businesses are especially vulnerable. Blind luck is no substitute for proper cybersecurity. Let the professionals at Archangel Network Security protect your network and bring you into compliance with complex government regulations. Go to archangelnetsecurity.com today. 
a mom who has a daughter who's approaching puberty? Do you worry about how to prepare her both physically and emotionally? This can be a very special time for you to bond with your daughter. It doesn't have to be stressful or embarrassing for either of you. Introducing help in the form of a book called Girls, It's Time for a Change. Available from Amazon on October 30th, 2014 or visit www.girlsitstimeforachange.com There is something mysterious about the deaths of Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, and Jim Morrison. They were members of the 27 Club, which consists of young musicians at the height of their careers cut short. Introducing Knock Knock Knocking on Heaven's Door, a novel where these three find themselves on stage being interviewed by Jesus, One by one, they relive their lives on earth. Are they dead or alive? Are they in heaven or hell? To find out, search Knock Knock Knocking on Heaven's Door on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com or head to the author's site, sbprabooks.com forward slash Tammy Lyons, T-A-M-M-Y-L-Y-O-N-S. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. For homemade candles made right here in the USA, look no further. Terran's homemade candles are made with Golden Brand soy wax, liquid dye, and essential oils. All supplies are purchased in the U.S., and candles are only shipped to U.S. addresses at this time. Take a look at these beautifully fragrant candles at tarinshomemadecandles.com. I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your Daily Dose of Weird News. A manhunt was underway in North Carolina earlier this week for three armed men who robbed a truck and two armed guards of $4 million in gold. The guards told authorities they'd been hauling a fortune in precious metals from Florida to Massachusetts when their truck developed mechanical problems and they pulled over on I-95. The guards said three armed men in a van approached, ordered them to get down on the ground, tied their hands behind their backs, and forced them to walk into the woods. The thieves took several barrels of gold estimated at more than $4 million in value and fled. Mechanical problems. Right. $4 million in gold, huh? You see, you split that potentially, what, five ways? Uh Uh-huh. You know, no offense, but I'd be hauling in these $10 an hour guards for questioning. A former Romanian tourism minister in detention on corruption charges has asked to be allowed to wallpaper and paint her cell walls. Marius Stribule, lawyer to Elena Udrea, said that his client, one of the most influential Romanian politicians in the past decade, wanted to renovate her current accommodation. As you know, the conditions are not the best, he said. 
Mediafax reported that the 41-year-old politician wanted to wallpaper her cell walls as well as paint the bars and radiator. Strivulea said Bucharest police will examine the request, but it appeared her desires will not be met. The court ruled instead that Udrea would be put under house arrest while being investigated. Really? Okay, so there's the lesson to be learned here. If you're sent to jail, just complain about the decor and then they'll send you home instead. But only if you're a politician. Sorry, real people. NASCAR is going to have a few new rules to try to prevent fights at the end of races. Only two crew members per team will be allowed to enter pit lane. And drivers will no longer be allowed to carry hockey sticks. LaPorte, Texas police tried to pull over three pickup trucks last Monday driving without their lights on. Two of the drivers fled. Authorities located one of the trucks after it was abandoned. That eventually led them to Kenneth Davis. His phone had a video of him driving the stolen truck and singing along to the Drake song, How About Now? Police say the phone also linked him to other car thefts. Davis is being charged with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle and burglary of a motor vehicle, and for singing without having any rhythm or sense of pitch. A Florida man accused of attempting to steal an airplane told police that he needed to go to Chicago. Authorities say that Juan Pablo Serran was arrested at Ocala International Airport after reports of a man attempting to get into an airplane hangar. When police arrived, Saron gave them the wrong name, claimed to own the $2.5 million plane, and said that he was flying into Chicago. Saron was arrested for burglary, attempted grand theft, giving a false name to law enforcement, and criminal mischief. Juan, buddy, there's no need to steal a plane. You know, with the price of oil so low now, JetBlue is offering tickets to Chicago for like 99 bucks. Almost from the moment a converted crabbing boat became a floating strip club off the shore of an Alaskan island, it's been beset by legal tangles over safety rules and liquor laws. Well, now there are allegations that it's been dumping human waste into a harbor. No word yet on whether they're referring to fecal matter or the business's patrons. Police are asking for the public's help in trying to determine who built a mysterious underground tunnel near York University in Toronto. Deputy Chief Mark Saunders says the tunnel is 10 meters long and 2 meters high. He said it isn't near any infrastructure and doesn't appear to lead anywhere. Question, has anybody seen Rob Ford lately? That's your Daily Dose of Weird News. I'm Darren Marlar. Get more weird news anytime, anywhere at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. While you're there, you can download the free app for Apple or Android, subscribe to my YouTube channel, visit me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and more. Check it out at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. Hey, it's free, so why not? Hi, this is Johnny Reed, and when I need to hear what needs to be said, I tune into This Needs to Be Said Radio. With Catherine, this needs to be said, Waddell. Catherine, keep telling it just like it is.
feathers in their caps. Yeah, they did. But when she didn't wake, I guess the miracle didn't take. They just went away and left a thousand breaths blowing in. Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. We're getting ready to start our conversation with attorney Chris Felden, a bankruptcy attorney. And I want you to definitely stop by his website, feldenandfelden.com. And on his site, you'll see that he has a free evaluation if you are considering bankruptcy. But on today, he's going to spend some time with us. And every first Wednesday, he'll be spending time with us to cover bankruptcy topics. At this time, I'd like to welcome attorney Chris Felden to This Needs to Be Said. How are you? I'm fine, Catherine. How are you? It's good to chat with you again today. I'm excited about this. I always, I'm always excited about people bringing their expertise and their passion to help other people. So I'm excited about speaking with you again as well. Now, today we're going to cover, um, I, I'm thinking it's a simple topic, but I'm also not a bankruptcy attorney. So we're going to put that out there. I'm not the expert in this area. But I want to know when should a person even be considering filing bankruptcy? I know we hear a lot of, you know, uh, water cooler politicking about what we should 
do and how bankruptcy can, you know, put a Band-Aid on something for you. But from you, and this is what you do every day, and you see people that are in very real need and they have, you know, this has helped them. When should a person be coming to you and saying, hey, uh, Attorney Felden, I think bankruptcy is going to be the way for me to go? You know, you kind of hit the nail right on the head when you just said, you know, it sounds like a very simple subject. But uh, actually, it's a little bit more involved than that simply because you can actually, uh, well, actually, I can tackle that uh, question from several different angles. There's the obvious answer, you know, that, okay, when you don't have enough money to pay your bills, obviously it's time to start looking at it. But there's much, there, there's so many more things you can do in bankruptcy that uh, could point you in that direction. Now, one thing I do want to point out before we even before we even start is that um, a lot of people think that there are all sorts of prerequisites that you have to meet in order to qualify for bankruptcy. So whenever I first start talking to a, a potential new client, they always oh, start off by telling me their story of how they got in the condition they're in and things like that. And, of course, I always listen. Um, but the thing is, is that 99.9% uh, .9 of the time it doesn't matter because there actually are no prerequisites to filing bankruptcy. Everybody at every stage of their life qualifies in some way for at least one type of bankruptcy. So the real question is, for for most people I talk to, is not do they qualify for bankruptcy, but which one or ones do they qualify for, which one might be actually better for them. Mm -hmm. All right. So, you know, that – so that's a question I get a lot. You know, the people ask me, mm -hmm. do I qualify for bankruptcy? And the automatic answer to that is yes. Okay. Okay. What are the pros and cons to using bankruptcy? Well, um, well the cons, I suppose, the only real con to filing bankruptcy is that it can have a, a short-term impact on your ability to get credit, but that's not always true for all people. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, there are many more pros that that come associated with that. Now, as far as as far as the question, to get back to the question about when should people think about filing bankruptcy? Um, again, the obvious answer is if you're having difficult paying your bills, that's that's a, that's a good time to do it. But one thing about bankruptcy uh, is that a lot of people don't understand is that you can do more than just uh, uh, get rid of debt in bankruptcy. So to answer the question as to what time is a good time for you to think about filing bankruptcy, probably we should look at the the most common types of debts that people have. Okay. So, for instance, um, in bankruptcy, there are generally four different types of debts that most consumers have. They've got uh, cons uh, the regular consumer unsecured debt, which for most people would be credit cards and uh, medical bills and things like that. They've got uh, what are called secured debts, which are mostly for most people mortgages and car loans, but uh, occasionally the, you know, the the finance company loans that you get from Springley Financial and places like that. And some of the furniture uh, companies also are secured okay. loans. And then in bankruptcy, we also have something called priority debt, uh, which for most uh, people would be either taxes or income taxes or uh, uh, child support payments. And mm. then there are student loans, which get their own separate category in bankruptcy. So most people don't realize that bankruptcy can help with all of those different things in one way or another. So when it comes to 
making a decision as to whether you should talk to somebody about filing bankruptcy, the answer would be anytime you have a problem with one or more of those things. If you're having a problem with student loans or you have a problem with your mortgage payment or a car payment or credit cards or medical bills, at any, at any one time, if you're ever having trouble talking, uh, paying those bills, that would be a good time to at least talk to an attorney to get some advice as to what uh, you can and cannot do in bankruptcy. Mhm. Mhm. Wow. I, and I didn't think about that. So the four categories is unsecured debt, secured, priority debt, and then student loans. You said is a category all by itself. That's correct. Yes. Oh, I see. I didn't know that. And student loans is something you hear in a lot of commercials, a lot of infomercials on how to help people get out of those things. But I never. That wouldn't have been something that crossed my mind when I'm thinking of bankruptcy. I'm thinking instantly of someone losing their home. So you cleared up a lot of that, you know, the reasons why people would consider um, or, or could consider um, filing for bankruptcy. Now, you have those categories. Now, I've heard of, I think it's Chapter 7 and Chapter 13. That's correct. Those are the two primary types of bankruptcies for consumers. That's correct. Okay, you said primary, so that means there's more? Well, technically there are more, but uh, – those are, those are the ones that virtually all consumers will file one or one or the other of those. Mm-hmm. There are technically mm-hmm. a uh, a consumer can file a Chapter 11 bankruptcy, but Chapter 11 bankruptcies are are more for businesses, and there are very rare, rarely any circumstances arise where an individual would have to file a Chapter 11. Mm-hmm. So the two primary mm-hmm. two primary types are Chapter 7 and Chapter 13, and the way bankruptcies work, the two bankruptcies treat those types of debts in different ways. Okay. Okay. So I'm preparing and I'm looking at your website right now. So there's a free book that people can get. They can get evaluated, you know, so you offer a lot of tools already on your website. So can we talk about that a little bit? Like all the, sure, why are you offering yeah. all this free stuff? <laughs> well, you know, because of, well, one of the reasons I like to help people and, you know, most, most, Consumer bankruptcy attorneys will offer a free consultation, so that's really not that uh, nothing special about that. But uh, one of the things I uh, got tired of, quite frankly, is uh, you know there's a lot of great information online these days, and everybody has access to computers, and there's a lot of good information about bankruptcy online. But mm-hmm. the stuff online has a tendency to make it sound about ten times more complicated than it really is, and, and most consumer mm-hmm. bankruptcy cases are really a lot more straightforward. So a little while while back, I, I, I wrote a book about bankruptcy. It's not a long book; it's it's about seventy five pages long, but it goes into and it, it talks about the most common situations that consumers run into, either with their homes or their cars or taxes and student loans, the things we've talked about already today, and explains to them in plain English. Uh, exactly uh, how bankruptcy can help them out with those particular things. And um, I decided that I would – I mean, the, the book is actually for sale on Amazon, but I, I do offer it to uh, – I basically give it out to free anybody who requested any potential client. So uh, mm-hmm. this is a good way for people to, to find out about bankruptcy. A lot of people will call me up and ask for a consultation right away, but then there are a lot of people who will just call me up and ask for a copy of the book and want to check out the book. Uh, first, I guess it's a little less intimidating for them if they mm-hmm. get a chance mm-hmm. to look at the book first before they talk to me. But a lot of people will read the book first and then call me afterwards. Okay. 
And, I mean, there are a lot of Felden, and Felden.com is the website. And I'm going – I've been on it before, but, like, I'm sitting here as you're as, as answering my questions. It's like it's bringing more things into mind. And I think it's difficult sometimes if you're not the one going through these things that it's difficult to come up with what kind of questions would I ask, you know. So as I'm looking through the site now um, and listening to what you're saying, it opened my eyes up to more than just someone losing their home, of course, and now the, the frequently asked questions. And I think the intimidation is there because I, I polled people, and if they're going through it, they didn't want to tell me, I think. And I'm I'm like, uh-oh, you know. I want to, want to find a way for people to open because these are things that they solidly deal with on their own, and we pretend that, you know, if we don't if we don't look that way, it's not there. So if we don't pay attention or if we don't acknowledge that bill collector calling or these notices coming, that it will eventually get better, and that doesn't work. And some people have learned the hard way. So um, bankruptcy, I've heard I've heard of it used. Um, just a way to, you know, just dump your debt or, you know, get a fresh start and start over. But it hadn't been the way you're delivering it today, talking about it can help you improve your situation. I haven't heard it put that way. It's usually like somebody trying to get out of it, if it, if I'm making sense to you. They're they're doing bankruptcy to get over versus improving the situation. So how do you deal with people who are looking at basically getting over and not being responsible to their um to the people that they owe, or do you actually even run into that? Well, you know, I don't run into that very often. I mean, okay. unfortunately, you know, people who just want to try to get out of debt and have no intention of ever paying it back, I mean, they qualify for bankruptcy for the most part just like anybody else. But I, I rarely run into those types of people. You know, the average bankruptcy filer is just a normal, everyday, uh, hardworking person who either uh, – has an unusual couple of expenses that pop up and oh, they run short of money or they have a temporary disruption in income for loss of job or something like that or divorce. I mean, those are really the three most common situations that lead to most, that lead to most consumer bankruptcy cases. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have to tell you that, uh, you know, people when they come in to see me are often extremely stressed out. And the thing about bankruptcy, oh, yeah. you mentioned a second ago about improving your situation for most of the people I file bankruptcy for, bankruptcy does improve their situations. You know, because a lot, a lot of people will ask me. You know, almost everybody will ask me the question, "How is this going to affect my credit?" And the answer for most of the people um, that I talk to about bankruptcy is actually it's 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 an irrelevant question or it's a it's a non-issue simply because most of the people I talk to, their credit situation is so bad that nobody is going to give them credit under the current circumstances, and in mm-hmm. order to get back on their financial feet again, uh, they have to get rid of the mess on their credit report. And there's really only two ways you can get rid of the mess on your credit report. Uh, either you pay everybody off, which obviously most people don't have the ability to do, or you file bankruptcy. Of course, mm-hmm. you can. Sometimes you can, just, sometimes you can wait them out, but that doesn't work for most people. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's either pay it off or, 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 or file bankruptcy. And uh, so when I say bankruptcy can improve your situation, well, it can improve a lot of your situation in a lot of different ways uh, because it, it it's the, the the first step that many people have to take in order to get rid of that mess to get back on their financial, financial feet again. And then, of course, when it comes to things like cash flow and things like that, in, in bankruptcy you can get rid of debt, certain types of debts. You can restructure certain types of debts, uh, and then you can defer other types of debts and all that 
adds up to uh, improving somebody's cash flow. And and uh, when you improve somebody's cash flow, they're always going to be better off uh, after the filing of the bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things I think about with um, bankruptcy, and I've heard some people talk about it, you know, just, Again, let's pretend we're at this water cooler, right? Um, do they have to give up everything? Because you think of bankrupt, I'm thinking of you're just not just very distressed that you've gone through such a life change like divorce or, you know, spouse passing or some loss of income. I'm not thinking that just like, you know, just that stress, but I'm just thinking of this person is now going to be in the welfare line. They have to go and get public assistance, and they're just mm-hmm. pretty much with a knapsack on the, under a bridge. When I think of bankruptcy, I'm thinking right. like that destitute. So um, what do you say to people who think that that may be the way to go, or is that the way to go? Do they have to be completely, you know, rock bottom before this would really benefit them? Well, no, you know, again, that goes towards the prerequisite thing. Somebody doesn't have to be in the condition that you just described in order to qualify for bankruptcy. And you would think, you know, that's that's a that's a, a common thought process that when you think of somebody in bankruptcy, you you think of somebody that's completely destitute. But that's not really the way most bankruptcy filers are. Of course, there are a significant amount okay. of those. Uh, but you know. Finally, bankruptcy can be just as much as uh, just uh, you know having not too much debt going out, enough income coming in, and there is no light at the end of the tunnel. So, there are plenty of people who make uh, significant amount, amounts of money um, that end up filing bankruptcy too, because just because you make a lot of money doesn't mean you get in less trouble. In fact, sometimes with all that money, you get into more trouble. You know. And if there's not enough money going around, you know, you could have somebody making $50,000 a year is just as bad in a situation as somebody making $5,000 a year. Uh, you know, it all depends on the circumstances of the situation. Okay. Now, okay. now the, the other part of your the other part of, of your question had to do with, you know, not having any assets. Uh, uh, you started off by saying a little bit about, uh, you know, you think of somebody in bankruptcy not having any assets, well, or losing mm-hmm. assets. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where that's where the two different types of bankruptcies come in. Okay, now the Chapter Seven bankruptcy, which is the more traditional type of bankruptcy, but not the most common type of bankruptcy anymore, is uh, what they call a liquidation type bankruptcy, and it is asset based. And the problem for some people for filing Chapter Seven bankruptcies is that Chapter in Chapter Seven bankruptcies not all of your assets are always protected. So a typical Chapter 7 bankruptcy filer would be somebody who has a, uh, owns a limited number of assets. But uh-huh. you, can o- you can overcome an asset problem uh, with a Chapter 13 bankruptcy, which is a reorganization-type bankruptcy. And in Chapter 13, oh. you, you get rid of debt, just like you do in any other type of bankruptcy case. But a, uh, a Chapter 13 case is not asset-based per se. It's, it's more income and budget-based. And therefore, uh, there is a way in a Chapter 13 case for you to preserve all of your assets, even those assets that you might lose if you had filed the Chapter 7. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay. the bottom line so is okay. there's there's no, there's really there's no really reason to lose any assets if you file Chapter if you file bankruptcy. It just it may have a bearing on the type of bankruptcy you file, but ultimately um, you should be able to keep all of your assets one way or another, even if you file bankruptcy. 
Mm-hmm. That is good to know. And and people, it, when we do something, we get married and or we get a good job and we lose that spouse, you know, um, for whatever reason we're going through a divorce or you lose that great job or, you, you know, just things change. People have some shame with them. So give me one of the scenarios of a, 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 a client that has come to you and they, you know, they've experienced that kind of embarrassment or that shame that they're, they're stressed, they're feeling shame, you know, just all of those negative things. And, you know, they, they, they need to come to you for bankruptcy. What, give me one of those scenarios. Well, that actually is very common. Uh, you know, I'm generally the last person people feel like talking to, you know, and, uh, uh, I expect that when people walk into my office. I mean, uh, uh, I expect that when somebody walks into my office, it's going to be kind of a last resort thing, and they they, they just can't take it anymore. And a lot of those people, um, well, I, 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 the types of people I see, they they fall in. in uh, there's no specific type. I mean, there there's I, I see some people who file bankruptcy who for some it's just a business decision. And then I see people who file bankruptcy come into my office. Who for them it's an uh, it's a gut wrenching moral decision, and uh, and then of course I see it in all varying degrees uh, in between. And to tell you the truth, if, if you walk into my office and you don't feel bad about your situation, and and uh, uh, then uh, that's uh, that's unnatural as, as far as I'm concerned. You know, mm-hmm, most of the people mm-hmm. that I talk to, they, they, they feel bad about the fact that they can't pay their bills anymore, and I understand that. And that, that that's and those types of feelings are normal. You know, in mm-hmm. fact, one of the things that's that's kind of funny on that topic. You know, when I the average, you know, some, a lot of times people will come into my office. And I'll explain to them how bankruptcy works, and maybe they have a lot of credit card debt, and and uh, where they're ready to just start filling out the paperwork, and they'll ask me, okay, now when can I stop paying my bills? Because they may be still paying, you know, minimum payments on their credit cards and things like that. And I tell uh-huh. them, I'll stop uh-huh. now. You know, I, I actually tell them that they don't have to wait until the bankruptcy is filed to stop, and uh, you can, they can stop now, even if it's you know it might be still be a couple of weeks or so before we actually file the assume the looks I get from people that, that, you know, it's just an uncomfortable feeling for them that I, when I tell them to stop their bills because that's the way we were all raised, right, to you buy something you pay for. So those, those are all normal feelings. Um, but to tell you the truth, uh, I explain how bankruptcy works to people and how it can relieve them from all the debt and relieve them from all the stress, that seems to factor more into it uh, than the uh, than the uh, the hurt feeling that they might have about not paying their bills. Um, uh, and again, I think it's mainly because those people, by the time they've come to see me, it is the last resort and they realize that there, there is no other alternative. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make now, them feel I'm any back. worse, you know, but at least it, it, it kind of eases their situation a little bit. Right. I wanted to ask you one last question before we wrap up our time together this month. But before I do ask that question, Please give people your information on how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned our website before, which is Felden and Felden.com. And uh, Felden is spelled F as in Frank, E L D E N, and the and is spelled out A N D. So it's E L D E N A N D, F E L D E N.com. And if you go on our website, you'll see there's several different links there where you can actually access my calendar directly if you'd like to select a specific date and time. 
for a free uh, 30-minute consultation to discuss uh, your particular situation about bankruptcy. And then there's also uh, the link where you can order uh, uh, an order for, it pulls up an order form where you can order a free copy of my book about bankruptcy. And we don't charge anything for it, not even for postage. So it's uh, we pay for the postage, and we'll get it to you uh, uh, right away the next day. And uh, uh, we can also be reached. Um, uh, we have a, our toll-free number on our website, but our, our main office toll-free number is uh, 888-808-9291. All right. Now, my last question for the different scenarios we talked about all around bankruptcy, what are the recommended steps to recovery from bankruptcy that you that you give to your clients? You know, what are some things that some tips that you tell them as they're coming out of this? Well, it's no really it's it's really not much different than, you know, graduating from high school. You know, you graduated from high school and you had no credit. So what did you do? You 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 applied for as much credit as you could. Maybe you got a small little credit card here, even if you only had a $500 limit, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know you used it and you paid it back, and used it and paid it back. It's it's really no different after bankruptcy than uh, than it was before, uh, or or even graduating. Like I say, graduating from high school with no credit. And one thing you have to remember: it's not as difficult to get credit as you might think after filing bankruptcy, because in a lot of ways you actually look better to a bank after you file bankruptcy than you did before. If you think about it, there's two things that banks look at very often before giving you some type of credit. They either look at cash flow and risk. And, you know, when it comes to cash flow, usually everybody's cash flow is improved by filing bankruptcy because you have the same amount of money coming in as you did before you filed bankruptcy, and now you have less cash outflow. And then banks always like to look at risk, too. And when when it comes to bankruptcy, uh, because you've got the clean slate, you've got no old creditors that can come out, uh, out after you, which makes you less of a risk to a new bank. And then uh, once you file bankruptcy and get your discharge, you're also prohibited from filing another bankruptcy for several years. So that also makes you less of a risk. So if you take those thing, two things into consideration, you'll see that most people don't have that much trouble getting credit. And the, the clients of mine who do have um, – trouble getting credit even after they file bankruptcy, it usually doesn't have anything to do with the bankruptcy. It usually has to do with the fact that maybe they're out of work or they, you know, um, or they've had, you know, six jobs in the last three months. So just the usual stuff that makes a bank nervous because when you go to get a loan, they don't just look at your credit report. You know, if you go get a loan at a bank, they look at your cash flow, your debt to equity ratio, and a whole bunch of other factors. Well, there are very few lenders these days who will actually refuse to talk to you just because they see a bankruptcy on your record. They still uh, obviously take that into consideration, but they usually look at those other factors. So the question is whether those other factors are enough to offset, offset the fact that you have the bankruptcy on your record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that, and I'm already jotting down questions for next month so that we'll be pulling together. Um, I'm jotting down my thoughts because I don't want to get it all in, in this one session. But I'm sure. excited about the help that we're going to be um, that we offering that we're offering together the audience of this needs to be said through what you have and I like physical books so I've ordered mine and I, I admonish other people to order theirs too whether you are going through a bankruptcy or not um, just to be able to understand the process I think sometimes if we could walk a mile in someone else's shoes the conversations would be a lot nicer what you think about that. 
Yeah, I agree, and I I, I do encourage people to lower the book because I guarantee if you if you start looking through their book, you're gonna you're gonna keep saying, "Wow, I didn't know you could do that in bankruptcy." Wow, I didn't know you could do that in bankruptcy. So <laughs> that's a that's a that's a common uh, that's a common thing I get. So, uh, uh, but there's really a lot more than you can do than just get rid of like credit card debts and medical bills in bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. And the the book does explain all of those things in very easy to understand terms. All right. I look forward to getting my copy in the mail. And until next month, Attorney Feldman, thank you for being a part of This Needs to be Said. All right. Thanks again for having me on, Catherine. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Same here. See, we like giving you good information, and when you walk away saying, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think of that before, or, wow, I didn't know I could do that, then we know we've done our job. So definitely Felden and Felden.com. Stop by the website. There's a bunch of free tools out there. Go out there, get a copy of the book, check out um, any of the frequently asked questions, as well as you can get a one-on-one evaluation with him. So you want to connect. I won't know anything about it. I won't know that you set up a meeting with I won't know anything. So if you want to go and speak with him one-on-one, you can absolutely do that. I told you you all were going to love what I was bringing to you today. We have the mind of Tavis coming up in just a little while. You don't want to miss that either. told you we're going to edutain you. So we're learning and laughing on today. You have goals and dreams. Did you ever think that your job could be holding you back? After you work your 40-plus hours a week and pay your bills, what do you have left? When was the last time you were able to get away? Goodnewstravels.paycation.com is your ticket to paradise. Start living the life you've always wanted where you no longer have to worry about the corporation's goals and bottom line. Goodnewstravels.paycation.com will show you how simple it is to have ownership in the largest industry in the world. There are no limits to your earnings, and you're the one reaping the benefits of your hard work, not your boss. Start living your life, and goodnewstravels.paycation.com will help you achieve your goals. How would you like to have a workout program that matches precisely to your life, your sport, your goals? TRX Training is bodyweight exercise with hundreds of moves designed to deliver fast, effective workouts to build strength, power, endurance, and mobility. Purchase with WB No Excuses and contact William at directory.trxtraining.com forward slash trainers forward slash 8909 to receive any premium workout DVD up to $5.95. Free shipping with purchases of $150 or more. That's directory.trxtraining.com forward slash trainers forward slash 8909. I want to compose you, write you into my sheets like Gershwin, craft midnight music with my fingertips, then place lyrics on your skin with my lips, intro insatiable, 16 kiss verse, hooked on your exhale, 16 stroke verse 2, anticipation bridges one minute to the next, 16 stroke verse again, orgasmic outro, classical, you are my Rhapsody in Blue.
Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. We're up next with Tavis Bronson. He will come and share what is on his mind randomly. He will share the world through the window of his mind. It may seem strange at times, but that's Tavis for you. Spoken word artist and in his own right, a fine specimen of humanness. He also has a lot on his mind to share with the celebrities. You don't want to miss this. Welcome in Tavis to the This Needs to Be Said family. How are you? Hello, hello. How are you? Wonderful, Mr. Fine Specimen of Humanness. <laughs> I, I like that. Fine Specimen of Humanness. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, let them use you. Before we, before we get into what's randomly on your mind, introduce yourself to the This Needs to Be Said audience. Well, uh, I... Wait, wait, um, wait, I, wait, we'll, wait, wait. I'm please. always afraid to say that. i got to get myself ready because I never know what you're going to say. <laughs> It's not that bad. Okay. It's really not that bad. I'm going to be real mild today. This is my first time on the show. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to get you canceled or get you cut off. Nothing, nothing like that. No. Um, we say that for later on down the road, you know, um, and whatnot. But we're going to get into I have a question, though, for you. What You said who was, who was that playing right before the break, right before the break was over? The son of Hanu. The son of Ahanu. Yes, that's that's very appropriate way to um introduce me to the, this what needs to be said family um <laughs> by preempting my segment by a track from Desan Ahanu. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Desan Ahanu. Uh he is a phenomenal poet, uh definitely in his own right. Uh he's an educator, uh he's a coach slam master and all kind of stuff like that but i for years what people don't know is i have been writing all of his material like every last bit of it you should because it's mine (laughs) it's mine he came to me a long time ago and he was like he was struggling because nobody was listening or liking anything he did and he didn't know you know what he was doing and hey but all he knew is that he wanted to be what I was, you know what I'm saying? And so he, like, he was just so, you know, so pitiful looking and close to tears. And so I, I, um, I extended, you know, I, I extended my uh, abilities uh, to him and I told him, I'm all right, you know, I, I'm going to give you a couple of ideas, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we started workshopping poems and then I noticed that he was competing and doing workshops and stuff with poems and ideas that I gave him. And I realized that my his entire career uh, is as a result of the things that I've done for him. And so, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not going to sit here and hate because clearly, you know, I have my pockets are deep enough and I have clearly more than enough material uh, for myself that he can have it, you know. Uh, but I just figured, well, I, I figured you know, the world should know. It. How about that? <laughs> you, you, you what? You say you loved it? I, I, I said we've we've loved it. We absolutely. Oh, yeah. I know, you know I know. I, it's off the chain. You should. If you didn't love it, I it, thought it something would be wrong is. with me. I, yeah, you know. So and you know what? Just for that, during during the break, I'm going to play another piece because I, it's just that great. <laughs> so I posted one time that I was listening to him on the show, and I, I saw you post it. He's like, "Yeah, you should like it," because I wrote it, and I was like, "I said, what's up?" See, I've been trying to tell people this lie for you. I mean, tell people this for years, and nobody wants to listen to this lie. I mean, to what I'm saying. Yeah, so (laughs) that's about it. So, yeah, okay, yeah, fine. You know, we can play another one of his little raggedy tracks. 
Oh, uh, I, 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 I have. I take no responsibility for the production. Huh? <laughs> anyway, we, we're gonna we're gonna share that, but then we, we're gonna um, we're gonna get into who are you anyway? <laughs> well, I figured <laughs> the best way to introduce man? myself um, is because it just seems so narcissistic to just sit here and talk about myself. Uh, so what I I figured I do is I bring somebody. That? Well, <laughs> I've told you I'm baby steps. I got a baby. I got a. I got to I got to slow y'all walk I got to slow walk y'all into you know, this thing you know I went to sleep I went to sleep last night thinking Savage is gonna get me put off online really <laughs> <laughs> I was really thinking that then you just said I don't want to get you canceled and I'm like I was oh. I'm just, I got to slow y'all oh. walk into this I got to slow walk y'all into this thing so okay. what I decided to do was to bring someone on to kind of interview me so it didn't look like I was just talking about myself. Um, so I wanted to introduce y'all to someone, a very good friend of mine, uh, that he knows me very well, and he is going to uh, just ask me a few questions, uh, you know, kind of up until the break, uh, and maybe a few afterwards, if, you know, if people want to call in and, and have me some questions of their own, uh, just so y'all can kind of get a little insight into what I'm doing. I feel like I'm not going to be able to hold myself together in a minute. I'm sorry? What's that? <laughs> I, I was given the number because I don't think I'm going to be able to hold myself together in a minute. I just... <laughs> Oh, okay, go ahead, give the number. Go ahead, give the number, and then my get my friend will be getting himself ready. Three four seven nine nine four three three two zero. Let's keep it together, picture. Let's keep it together. Let's keep it together, I'm cat. Sweating. I'm, All right. I'm sweating under um, my armpit. I think I smell like so, cheese. So uh, I would like to take this moment to introduce you all to my friend. Uh, this is my friend uh, Tavis Brunson, and he is going to be interviewing me, uh, Tavis Brunson, to let y'all know more about mm-hmm. Tavis Brunson. So uh, y'all give it up for my man Tavis Brunson. <laughs> Hello, everyone. How y'all doing? How, how you doing? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Thank you. You're good. All right. Thank you. you. I'm all great. I'm great. Thank you for having me on. I want to thank Tavis Brunson for having me here. Um, When he asked me to do this, I was really excited about it um, because he and I have been rolling together um, for a long time, close to probably close to all of his life. So, yeah. Um, I mean, there's been a few times and he kind of, he and I kind of, you know, fell out, but that's what happens. You know what I'm saying? When you you know real friends, they do that kind of thing like that. So we're just gonna go ahead and get into this interview. Tab, is you ready, bro? You know I, I'm ready for you, man. I'm ready for you. All right. So a um, couple questions. Um, so where are you from? I said, <clears throat> well, I'm I'm originally from Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, I um, was born and raised there. Um, I've lived a few other different places. I've lived in Orlando, Florida, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, currently back in Columbia, uh, South Carolina. So uh, I've lived a few few places, all you know, primarily in the South. Although I've been uh, been to other places and things of that nature. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. And uh, and what is it that you do for those that don't know you uh, or that don't know uh, about what you do? What what is it that you do? What do you do? Well, Tavis, uh, I am uh, several things. Um, I'm a minister. I am a poet, spoken word artist. Uh, I am a writer, a uh, performer. Uh, I uh, I sing a little bit. Uh, you sing? Yeah, I sing. I sing. Would you like to give us a little taste of singing? No, not 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 this particular show. Um, oh, another come on. time because I don't I don't sing. 
I don't sing well. You didn't ask me about the stuff I do good. You just asked me what I do, <laughs> and that's what I do. So, uh, <clears throat> so I sing. Uh, I used to knit, but I don't do that anymore. That well, because I was in a home ex class um, back when home ex home ex class, not home ex. Uh, I have a home ex, but that's another story. Uh, that helpful. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, you bring me. Okay, Tavis, calm down, calm down. Uh, you don't have to get into all that. Just tell us, you know, more about what you're doing. Oh, okay, yeah, so uh, what I do, um, yeah, so I knit, and um, I uh, I really like Batman and Batman stuff. Um, I uh, am working on some uh, books right now. I'm an author. I've already done a book. Uh, it was called a chat book, which is a small book that I produced myself. Out of, and my, me and my publisher, Kinko's, uh, we, me and Kinko's fell out, so I'm not with that publishing company anymore. Um, so I'm going looking for looking for someone a little bit more established. Ever since they got bought out by FedEx, it was just kind of went downhill. Our relationship and things of that nature. So, you know, that's that's pretty much uh, you know who I am in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Okay, okay, Tavis. Well, thank you for answering those questions. Uh, the next question I have is, what exactly is the relationship between you and Catherine? Whoa. Okay. See, see. Now I told you I wasn't gonna answer questions like that. Now you, now you trying to, you know, you, uh, I, you know, we weren't, we're not going for that sensationalism here, uh, Tavis. Don't don't come at me like that. Don't come. At, well, the people want to know. I feared that, you know, I heard some things. I've seen some things online. I just wanted to know what exactly is it that's going on with you and Ms. Waddell, who is, the, you know, the owner and the operator of This Needs to Be Said. Okay. <clears throat> All right, fine. Um, my official stance is that the relationship between myself and Ms. Catherine is is strictly professional. Uh, we are our are, are coworkers. Uh, you can even look at it as a boss employee type situation. Uh, you know, I work for her. You know, she uh, along with a few others. You know, she comes to us for ideas, and we all have a say in what goes on in the running of not only this radio show but also in the future uh, television show that we're working on called This Needs to Be Said. And uh, we're all working together to bring those goals into fruition. So uh, there's nothing going on that's going to deter or distract us from those goals. And I would appreciate it, bruh, if you wouldn't come at me like that uh, trying to start some stuff that ain't nothing there to be started. Okay? Are we, are we clear on that? Well, yes, Tavis, we're, we're very clear. I apologize if I offended you. I just wanted to give the people what they want to know, you know. Um, so uh, my next question is, is uh, uh, how many tattoos do you have? Really? You couldn't do that's you couldn't come up with a better question than that? You, you ran out. You 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 really you really you're really not prepared for this, are you? Well, I I I try to be prepared but you asked me to do this like, you know, fifteen minutes ago, so I didn't have a whole lot of time to put stuff together. But but dude, you've been you know me all your life and the best question you gotta come up with is how many tattoos I have eight. I have eight tattoos. Okay? Is that you know, 
Is that relevant to you? Like, is, uh, I don't understand how the people listening in, they're probably, I don't know, they're probably logging off now. Are, are we losing callers, Catherine? Because is <laughs> anyone calling? You know what I'm saying? We're talking about tattoos. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. But that's, you know, fine. Whatever. You know what? I tell you what. I was trying not to be narcissistic. Tavis, I want to thank you for your time. And y'all give it up for Tavis. He's going to go ahead and step away and get off the call now. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, and whatnot. Just, you know, just oh, go. Yeah. No, like all the way. out, All the way out the room because you're going to say, out, leave. Leave. Bye. Oh, gosh. I ain't oh, never. Geez. I ain't never. I ain't never. I ain't seen that like it. Me either. Who does that? You ask him to come on your show, and and he you know asking you stupid questions, trying to start dramas, trying to start stuff. I just I apologize, Catherine. I thought that was gonna work out. I thought it was a you know new nifty idea. <laughs> Clearly, uh, that wasn't that wasn't the oh, way to go. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm done. <laughs> So, the mind Tavis, everyone. We're gonna take a short break and we're gonna come right back. Tavis, I'm I'm gonna have so much fun. I, I love ending the show on on such a high note. I don't know that I've I don't think I've ever done this before. <laughs> I, I, I think I think I, I think I may be in love. Anyway, we're gonna take a short break. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs>
took a shot of recollection and I stumbled on the thought uh-huh. that you said in my bed got lost in the car. My nature waking in the morning, guess I rose before dawn. Nobody noticed you were missing uh-huh. in the midst of the night. Except the neighbors wondering why my house was so bright. Dripping pulsars on my tongue as I taste what you feel. A burning sensation, the passion so real. The pull is so strong, the moment so wrong. So we say our goodbyes, I put you back where you belong. So the world can see you shine, recognize the grand design. Turn my eyes up to see and know that you are mine. I wait for the eve, knowing what all is in store. Waiting for the dust so you can visit once more. The passion overwhelms us, I'm looking in your eyes. Tears falling now, cause it's almost God used to make you addicted to the poison. I chased it with chamomile, envious of the tipless taste on his tongue. If we both die, at whose grave will you be? Which one? Answer that I see in the eye of the storm okay. that ravages my pages. My poems just collapse. My hope left in ruins. My foundation cracks. No fairy tale ending, no happily ever after. Destiny just laughs at this natural disaster. Doesn't explain why I feel so alone. My happiness a refugee that can't return home. My love's been displaced by the views I can't escape, the feeling I can't erase, the face I can't replace. I tattooed her name and I feel so insane. Uh-huh. Who searches the shore for another hurricane? All right. Thank you for staying in tune. And as we're about to wrap up, you've met Don Mills. You've met attorney Chris Feldon and now Tavis Brunson, who interviewed himself. Let me <clears throat> to clear my throat. I, no, wait, wait, I didn't interview. So no, wait, no, don't do Don't say that. I did not interview myself. That was Tavis Brunson, a separate entity of Tavis Brunson that interviewed me. That was, Who interviews themselves? That's stupid. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. The mind of Tavis. And I, I just, I, you, you know, I was like, I'm serious. I was like, Tavis is going to get me thrown out of online radio. So, you know what? I'm ready to go for it. Though. I want to see how far we have to push it before we actually get kicked out. I think I. Man, I've really let, like my boy Carlos anyway. said, let's ride it till the wheels fall off. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. Now, tell me, how did you get into, like, like where did that come from, the mind of Tavis? Because I've watched you. I've watched your work. We've. I probably messed up some child's poetry future judging that poetry contest with you a few years back. Um, I'm pretty sure of it. I am. I'm pretty sure of it. Because uh, I, I think I was changing my mind on how I was going to rate it the whole time. Like, okay, I like that kid, so I'm you know. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, how did you begin with the mind of Tavis? Because I still remember you were saying something about somebody smelling like cheese. And I had an incident in my life where this guy smelled. I couldn't think of any way to tell him he stank. So I, I asked him, did he have cheese in his pocket? But this is a thing to have if he didn't have any clothes on. Huh? <laughs> See, we didn't. <laughs> so, we didn't even you know, know all that. 
So, but it, 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 it makes it important because I asked him did he have keys in his pockets, but there were no pockets. Wow. So when you when you said something about people smelling like cheese, I was done, and I'm just reading Facebook. <laughs> me and my computer, and I'm like losing it. So when I, I go over to you, whenever I'm not feeling quite right, I go over to your page to see what 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 am I going to get out of the mind of Tavis tonight? So I will be okay with life again because whatever <laughs> is going whatever's wrong in my world is not whatever's wrong we're gonna we're gonna bring it back we're gonna bring it back that's right so where did you come up with that mind of Tavis? it's great but where did it come from because it's, it's hell it around. came from the concept actually the the concept of mind of Tavis specifically um came from a poem that i actually wrote a while back and because what goes on in my head i'm not saying i'm the only one that does this but like the thoughts in my head sometimes are so so random and and seemingly contradictory like at one moment I'm sitting there meditating and thinking about Jesus and then the next moment I'm 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 while or or, or even better while I'm meditating and thinking about Jesus and my scripture for the evening then I got uh mystical playing in the background here I go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, huh. uh, and huh. then, and then, you know, I could just, I mean, just like all kind of stuff just, just goes on. And I'm thinking, I, I feel like I'm the only one that has these kind of like, like all this stuff going on at one time. So I stopped trying to fight it and I just gave it a name um, <clears throat> and called it, you know, this is, this is the mind of tab. This is, this is just you how it works. Do you have support on it? I do. I do. Um, uh-huh. Actually, I don't have to pay child support on that. I I do have to pay child support for my cat because I used to live in Charlotte and such health situations has it back in Columbia. But my cat is still in Charlotte and staying with somebody who's keeping him for me, and she's great and I appreciate her. Um, but she, I have, I, but not, but I have to because I, I mean it's only right. But I send her money every month, you know, for his food and litter and all that kind of stuff like that, and his upkeep. So it's kind of like. Paying child support, but I'm not gonna. I refuse to be one of those dads. That's not, you know. That's where she have to come looking for me to take care. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna do that. Don't I'm not gonna do that. Baby. I got a, I got a child out there uh, who's furry and black, and I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna make sure he's taken care of. So um, that's how, you know, that's just how that works. And that's how, you know, what I'm saying we go from that. Now we're talking about cat support for, you know, because I love taking care of a cat. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I can be taking a few, you know. A few you different know, but, ways. You know, and I can How you, you doing? That might, that, that might be a problem. I could I could follow you though. That's that's the, the problem. Now exactly. you have the mind of Tavis, the randomness, the, the the cat support, and then you have the celebrity letters to the celebrities who will never hear them. You say. So talk to me about that. Like where did that come from? The the celebrity letters is a segment that I used to do on another. Uh, internet radio show. Um, shouts out to my boy Jamal Bates, Gospel ninety five point three, um, and uh, Kevin Raspberry and Sharon Cummings. Uh, we used to all have a show uh, called the Jamal Bates Show, and the celebrity letters was something that came about then because uh, there was things going on in news and and mostly entertainment news and just things that happening, and I felt like because I finally had the medium and the 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 the, the uh, um, 
the access to address it, you know what I'm saying, the, to the publicity and whatnot, I figured, you know, this was my chance to address some things that, you know, we, you know, things we think about, but, you know, like, you don't ever get to, you never going to get to be able to tell Kanye such, 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 because you ain't never going to meet Kanye, you know what I'm saying? But I'm finally, I was finally in a position where Kanye might actually hear what I got to say, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, mm-hmm. I was writing these letters uh, to, to random celebrities addressing certain issues, and some of them were good uh, <clears throat> and uplifting and things of that nature. Some of it was me trying to get a date. Uh, I think I did one for Neil Long one time when I was just trying to, you know, holler at her and whatnot and think she was going through some things and whatnot. And then sometimes it was just, a lot of times it was just me hating on them. Because because most of these people, I'm, 40, I'm 42 years old. I'm going to be 43 in October. And this, I just found out this little 17-year-old girl just bought a house for $3 million, a Kylie Jenner. I didn't even know what that was. She's 17 years old and bought a, a, seven, a $3 million house. I'm 43, and I just had to take back one of my prescriptions because I couldn't afford to get them all at one time. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about right there. She needs a letter. She needs a letter, and she just might get one. She just might get one. So that's kind of like how the celebrity letters work. Um, what not? It's just just me getting some things off my chest to somebody who in all, in all actuality is never going to hear it. Um, but y'all like it. And y'all think it's funny. At least I hope. Hope so. Well, I, 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 I had to go pee. I, I got to pee. I didn't pee during the break because I was listening to Desan's sorry, um, sorry track. I mean, um, his uh, oh, his track. And mm-hmm. I didn't want mm-hmm. to stop. But, yeah. So that's, that's, that's well, we, pretty much we're it. Gonna, we're going to let you go pee because we're getting ready to wrap up. And we're going to see you in two weeks because we're going to have you on twice a month. You might Wednesday. see me next week. Shoot. I might have to. I, oh, I think I'm, I think you, I'm going to save this show because um, I've heard a lot. I heard it was going down. I know you're having trouble um, and whatnot. Oh <laughs> and if you, need me, if you need me to save this show, then I will be your Jesus. <laughs> the mind of Tavis. Tavis, you want me to be your Jesus? The week after. We'll, <laughs> we'll Say, Tavis, I want you to be my Jesus. Say, Tavis, I want you to be my Jesus. Say it. I don't, I don't, I don't hear the organ. Say it. And I don't hear the, <laughs> I'm not Say saying it. I want, I'm not saying, Tavis, I want you to be my Jesus. I'm not saying it. <laughs> don't te- then don't te- then, Okay, then text it to me. You can text it to me. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'll see you next week. All right. This needs to be said. Tell the whole world about it. This needs to be said. Tell the whole world about it. This needs to be said. Oh, this needs to be said. Tell the whole world about it. This needs to be said. Oh, tell the whole world about it. This needs to be said. Oh, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Let's talk about it. This needs to be said. Tell the whole world about it. This needs to be said. Oh. Tell the whole world about it. This needs to be said. This needs to be said. Tell the whole world about it. This needs to be said. Oh, tell the whole world about it. 
Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Thank you to everyone who supports us by downloading the phone app at thisneedstobesaid.com, by commenting on the TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, by retweeting us on Twitter at TNTBS, by also sharing this show with your friends. Thank you for logging in through your computer, as well as calling in to listen on the phone lines. Now go out and tell more people about this great show. If you thought the show sucked, tell them anyway. Bad news travels fast is what I'm told. Either way, tell them to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're always looking for new guest commentators, awesome topics, and most of all, we want your opinion. Visit us at www.thisneedstobesaid.com. We'd love to hear from you. There's an elephant in the room. You were thinking it, so we're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.